Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Bunker looking to get close side of Bunker. The away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to another Elm Park Royals podcast uh, in association with Blue Collar Street Food. I'm joined today by two people who actually made the trip to Huddersfield. Give them your condolences. Uh, Alex, how are you, Alex? Uh, I'm doing better than I was doing last night. Yeah, so. I mean, I uh, I did take the mickey out of you last week for not going to Coventry, so I do feel like maybe you've made up for it this week. Thank you. I'm uh, glad to your good books. Yeah, well... It's a short list. And then uh, also Matt Lansley. How are you doing, Matt? Yeah, uh, echoing Alex, really. <laughs> um, yeah, as as Paunovic said, yesterday was one to forget for us fans, I think. I've won for the fans, for almost everyone. Like, Well, maybe maybe not Huddersfield supporters. They, they probably had quite a good day. But, uh, I mean, where do you start? Um, give us your thoughts, Matt. Just obviously it wasn't a good day. Um, can you take any positives at all out of yesterday? Oh, starting on a starting on a high note, aren't we? <laughs> well, I think we're going to come on to the worst bits, so let's try. Um, the, I got back at eight thirty in the evening and not nine thirty. I was able to have dinner at a half decent hour. Um, Christ, I'm scraping at the barrel, really. I think. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Alex, uh, you you drove all the way. Uh, do you regret that now? No, I don't regret driving, but mainly just because the drive was quite nice. I've heard that and, the people of Huddersfield are nice too. Uh, except for the steward who told me to come back soon as we left, <laughs> which I thought was a little bit harsh. But um, yeah, everybody else seemed nice. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not surprised. I'm. It is very much one where I think they'd like to play us every week. Um, shall we get into the actual action of the game? Reading didn't start the game particularly well, but weathered the opening period. Um, I, I don't know what we're going to say on this podcast, really. Uh, Alex, th- we didn't we didn't start well, did we? No, uh, it's one of the uh, hallmarks of a uh, Velko Panovic era Reading team, isn't it? Poor first 10 minutes when we look like we might concede. Um, Yeah, the first 10 minutes were really, really shaky. And Holmes was beaten a number of times. Crosses coming, low crosses coming into the box from from Holmes' side in the first 10 minutes. And it just looked very, very much a continuation of the game against Coventry from kickoff. Yeah, I mean... 
after that period, Matt, Reading did come into the game slightly. And I think this is probably the only real period of the game to take anything from. Like Junior Hoyler got into some nice-ish positions. Uh, TDB played a really nice through ball to him at one point. Um, yeah, didn't create much though. No, and I think there was there was a bit of frustration at Hoyler, definitely in the stands yesterday. Um, but I think that 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 there wasn't much more. I think he could do actually getting into positions because he was getting into a few good positions early on. He was he was beating he was beating the right back quite a lot. He was finding himself um, running one on one with the centre back on the left hand side quite a few times. Like you say, there was just very little end product at the end of that. I mean, he had a couple of shots, but I mean they went pretty pretty high and wide really. Um, and there weren't really any any cutbacks or crosses to note really from him, um, or that that came to anything. But I mean, positionally he looked he looked quite good. I mean, he looked to tire quite early. I think though as well, he looked a little bit a little bit on the unfit side. But it's his first full game. You know, he's not had a full preseason. But I, like, I think there was if 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 you want kind of a little bit of hope from yesterday, <laughs> there was um, it. it Junior Hoyler in that first first bit of the first half was 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 quite good. He was asking he was asking questions um, and ca- causing a few problems down the left. So, Alex, is it uh, surprising that we swapped TDB and Hoyler over from last week when they played on opposite wings, or uh, are we expecting to see Hoyler on that left wing now? I mean, I think Hoyler is technically a left winger generally, um, and that's where he played for Cardiff. I was a little surprised because it does mean that you're left, especially once we've had to slot Yeardom into left back uh, after McIntyre's injury. I was a little surprised to see Hoyler play at left wing because it really limited anything we could do down the right hand side. Delhi Bashiru is not a wide player at all, and he tucked in a lot. Holmes, we've seen, doesn't get forwards from right back. So it really limited our movement uh, going forwards to just going down the left hand side. Um, so I probably would have preferred to have seen it the way around, if I'm honest. But um, I guess it was a case of if Hoyle's strongest position is left wing, you're already playing God knows how many players out of position anyway. What like what what difference would have two more have made? Yeah, and I don't know. Like obviously when Ovi comes back in, maybe Hoyle drops out of the team, but they, they play in similar areas, even if not necessarily in a similar way, I guess. maybe we're trying to set up a team that as you say, has a number of people in the right position, even if other people are not necessarily there. Um, things sort of went downhill from from that point, and Yeardon was involved uh, pretty early on. Sinani had a free kick, which hit the post. Uh, but then again, Lansley, it was it was never a free kick, was it? No, um, no. And what, 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 watching it, watching from from behind the goal, it was it was just an, an abysmal decision from linesman and referee. I mean, Yeardom, he, he gets like you can see it in the highlights. You can see the ball bobbling away. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's 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 like Yeardom gets it. It should have been it should have been a corner. But I mean, yeah, it was. Um, I think the ref. Well, we 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 quite often say it about championship refs, but he, he wasn't he wasn't the best. But I mean, yeah, it it just wasn't. It was. It, wasn't even a foul it was a corner <laughs> whilst i'm sure he's not listening to the podcast full credit to year done because it was a great tackle actually mm, yeah <laughs> it it was a great tackle but i think that maybe it was sort of indicative of his problems down that side where he just always went to tackle with his right foot and and i don't that's not on year because obviously he's a right footed player playing at left back i don't know what you can expect from that but uh, 
I mean, it's really difficult because obviously our left back choices other than Yedom are very young and very inexperienced. That's that's changed now with the signing of Baba Rahman. Um, but would would you have preferred to see Bristow, Alex, or were you I mean, it with hindsight, it's obviously not happy with, with how the game's played out, but at the time were you happy to see Yedom on the left? at the time yes probably because i think it was a case of at least this way you get to play homes at right back which we've seen last year was relatively successful i'm not saying it's like a, a first choice but it, it at least worked so i guess at kickoff yes it wasn't it didn't seem like the worst decision ever um i think unfortunately both of them didn't have a great game and the wing the two Huddersfield wingers um essentially just tore them both to shreds either because of their pace in Holmes's case or uh or because yeah they're, they're not suited to playing as you say not suited to, to playing on the left hand side when they're right footed in, in year on's case yeah and I mean things didn't get much better for year Dom as the first goal went in um it's the second time in a week a slip a slip has cost us a goal really um although that really isn't the whole before you jump in alex that's not the whole case like that's not the whole whole issue um this is this is actually not to do with the goal but there was an awful lot of reading players who slipped over yesterday i hoylet slipped over at least four or five times um was the one that over. slipped over last week as well i think for the I, final I don't goal. quite know what's going on with that but it's not it, it can't be that usual to see that many slips in it. I mean, in the first half alone, I can remember at least four. So, um, so what we're saying is usual. sack the physio team for all the injuries and sack the kit man for not providing the right boots. Yes. Is there going to be anyone in Reading's back, backroom staff left? There's not many of them at the moment, so probably not. No, no. Well, let's come on to the actual goal, uh, Matt. Um it, yeah, so Yeardom slips and take us from there. Christ. Um, Yeardom slips. Um, the ball gets crossed. The ball gets put in. What happens in between there is just unbelievable. Um, it's it's just... it's It was really baffling because so, so much during the game you saw, obviously, the 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 two holding midfielders, Rinomota and Laurent, be split, you know, because... Hoyler and Hoyler and Delhi Bashiri, they weren't they weren't really coming back. They weren't offering any any help defensively. Like that's obviously not really on them because they've obviously been told to stay forwards. Um Laurent and Rinomoto were splitting and coming wide so much yesterday. I mean, it, it was it, it was happening time after time and it was leaving us so, so open. Um obviously Yeardom gets gets beaten, more starts getting drawn out, and Laurent also then comes out of nowhere and just bolts across and it just leaves so much space in front of in front of the the back the back four um more well, more and Laurent don't really do anything to to stop the cross one of them should have if if if, if Laurent's going to be the one that's that, that's told to come over I know we were discussing it before the game and more shouldn't really come across but I mean more at that point we're seeing one player run at him so you can see why he was going over but Laurent can't be bolting over there as well because it was it just drew two people completely out um but then i mean when you watch the highlights you see i can't even remember who scored the goal for huddersfield but it's rinomota's man rinomota's he, he's he's marking him about 30 yards out they're running back he drifts off him 
cross comes in somehow it goes through Riyamoto's legs I thought at the time he went to clear it but he doesn't it just I don't know whether or not he's expecting a touch in front or or what he's really expecting there um but he just lets it run straight through his legs and it gets it's the easiest goal the Huddersfield chap will probably score in his career really because it was six yards out and he's never missing you know Raphael tries to guess but you know it's that's all you can do really in a keeper in that situation you know that's not not on him it's just it was just mistake after mistake that first goal and it's not the first time we've seen it because like I say this season I don't know what Paolo's trying to do with the defensive midfielders but they're being pulled out so much and it's just leaving you you see it in the goal there there's there's no one in about 20 yards between our defensive line and our attacking midfielders you know and wingers it's it's just baffling because it's leaving so much space there and it's so it's easy to see it's so clear to see but yet no one's seeing it and it's happening time and time again or no one in the coaching staff are seeing it Lewis O'Brien is the man that scored the goal um maybe that's why he's linked with Leeds because he gets finishes like that um but also I think one of the things you've said there is really interesting and it's mistake after mistake which is just it kind of sums up I don't know how many goals this season Alex but at least three of them today yeah, and so many of them um, can be attributed back to individual errors. And it there comes a point when the, I guess, the, the narrative around whether things are bad because of set pieces and or whether things are bad because of the coaching, ultimately the players are still on the field. Um, and if they make the mistakes to concede goals, they make the mistakes and... It feels, you know, it feels like, you know, Yeardon slips, Laurent and, Laurent and Moore don't manage to clear it. Rinomota doesn't do anything, loses his man, doesn't clear it. Raphael makes a valiant-ish attempt to try and save it. I mean, that's what, one, two, three, so five, five players out of 11. Yeah, I mean... The, the five players out of 11 who really haven't done anything to try and affect that not goal not going in um so yeah it's it's very kind of it's frustrating to watch because it's although things like matt was saying that the, the holding midfield is being dragged wide um it's, it's clearly part of the tactics that we're they're now playing ultimately it should still we should still be able to defend what is a it was a relatively simple low cross into the area it wasn't a it wasn't a worldly of a cross or anything like that it was very simple like placed ball into the area um so to to concede such a simple goal yet again just absolutely just fr- completely frustrating to see that just for half time yeah and and so at half time it, it was 1-0 and i think i posted in the group chat like it feels harsh to blame this on Paunovic for all the reasons you've just said, Alex. And I think he will get some blame because for all the reasons you said, Matt, because <laughs> he set, set the side up tactically probably a little bit wrong. Um, but at that point, it, it didn't feel like we were completely out of the game, did it, Matt? No, I mean, it was only 1-0. You know, you keep it it's one goal, you need is one chance, you know, as they always say. Um, I mean, did we really look like scoring? I mean, there was glimpses in the first bit of the first half um but I mean you know you can't come out and then concede 
almost straight away like we did like you know within five minutes it was just uh, at that at, at that point you just lose all kind of hype for the game it's like it, it was but yeah at like half time it wasn't completely out of it you would have hoped we would have come out and actually shown a bit more than we did in the first half because it after like like say after about 15 minutes it just went so downhill for reading i mean we were never really in that first half um you would have thought they would have come out with just a little bit of uh, like, like like of panache going forward a little bit of just just trying but it just never materialized really until we were fully out of the game yeah i, I wonder it feels like we can see goals at really bad times recently like as you say you want to come out and you want to you want to go forwards and then tdb um who is another that's involved in a couple of these goals makes a pretty rash challenge um and from that free kick alex it's it's two nil i mean it was a good ball in um could we have defended it better i mean always right we still we did concede so yes the answer's got to be yes um so it's a great ball don't get me wrong he's put it in uh, thomas put it into the exact area where defending it is going to be very difficult right in between the goalkeeper and, and where the defense are uh there's a there's definitely an argument though that as a unit one of them needs to be deciding who's whose ball whose responsibility is it is that the defense's responsibility if the ball goes over into the into the danger area behind them and Raphael needs to come and claim it or do the defense need to drop deeper so that Raphael doesn't have to come and claim it in the first place because between them they've essentially let um i cannot remember the goal scorer for the second goal uh pearson right they've essentially let matty pearson drift between the two groupings of the keeper and the defense uh and he taps home from about four yards five yards and it's such an easy finish for him um because of uh, partly because of how good the ball is but reading have literally just let pearson drift in between them because they they don't seem to know really how to defend a free kick which is uh or even any set piece i guess currently they don't know how to defend a set piece which is well taken um and, and is causing danger it, it feels like they're not quite sure still what yeah, the mean, responsibility is um can, can we clear one thing up though alex that wasn't zonal marking was it that was just it wasn't really marking at all let's be honest no well yeah i know that people i know that people i think that people's frustration with zonal marking is is all well and good but yesterday's goal a wasn't zonal marking and b we conceded four goals so let's take a little bit of a step back from we need to get rid of zonal marking because we still we lost four nil what you know if we if we hadn't conceded the goal from the free kick we still were probably going to concede again anyway. So, um, yeah, yeah and, uh, I, I, I'm a little bit like, uh, I'm a little bit lost with the narrative on, on, you know, stop zonal marking because we did it last year, at least with a mix of man to man and, and zonal and nobody complained last year when we weren't conceding from zonal marking. So it's, I think it's, it's one of those things that people only ever trot out when it's going very, very badly. Yeah, absolutely. Like all the teams basically do it now. And um, it's mainly that we do it from corners and not from free kicks anyway. So I, I thought that Liam Moore probably should have disrupted Matty Pearson a little bit more than he did. Um, 
I, I always feel a little bit bad criticizing Liam Moore because I do think he gets some unnecessary criticism on Twitter based on what has happened previously, but I think it's probably justified in this sense. Um, let's move swiftly on to the next awful defending, Matt. Um, 3 0. Uh, Sorber Thomas, who was very rightly picked out in our preview pod um, last week with, uh, with and he takes that chance. He, um, well, Lee, <laughs> I've just mentioned Liam Moore. He doesn't do that well on this either, does he, Matt? No. Um, and to be fair, we were warned, like you say. I mean, it was pretty much all they were saying in the preview pod, wasn't it? Um, about Thomas being just, just the one, really, being the next coming of the Messiah. Um, and, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a fantastic run, but my God, um, Liam Moore again gets pulled out to the left. Uh, he tries to tackle, but it's just feeble, really. I mean, I, I, just, I mean, Moore, just, gets, Moore gets bulldozed for the first goal. Thomas yeah. just runs through him. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. And it's, 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 there's no way about it. You know, you can't, you can't be doing that. One as a captain, two even as a defender. You know, it's just it's so, it's so feeble from from Moore. Really, I mean, brilliant run. I mean, he takes it from about forty yards, doesn't he? And just just solo runs all the way in, and it's a cracking finish. But again, it's just it's just comical defending, really. Um, and. You know, like 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 we say, we never want to give more that much credit because he does get a lot of unjustified credit. But he, he, like, I'm sure he will look at himself after that that goal. But I mean, again, it's not the first time that's happened to him. Yeah, my, um, my my issue with Liam Moore on this goal is I don't really understand what he's trying to do. No. He, yeah, he it feels like he's trying to force him wide to begin but, with, and then he still manages to cut inside him. Yeah, because he he kind of backs away from Thomas. Um, he, he looks like he's trying to push him wide, but then he backs away from Thomas, so he lets Thomas kind of like walk back in inside again. Um, it, it almost appears like he's been caught in two minds about what to do. He's wanted to push him wide and then decided that actually that wasn't the best idea. And by that point, Thomas is just outside the penalty area. Uh, and he's only got to beat Liam Moore and he's for on goal. Um, and, and I, I think, think it's... I, sorry, the, I think that it's that's not the first time that's happened to Liam Moore this season. It, it seems it seems like it's a, a bit of an ongoing theme that he's he gets he gets caught in two minds quite a lot, not really knowing what he should be doing when someone's running at him one on one. Whether he should be kind of pushing them out wide or, or trying to take them on, and he, he seems to uh, to to look back at previous running players. It's very similar to what Chris Gunter used to do, where he kind of stood off a player um, and let when when a player was running at him. Um, and Gunter often got a lot of criticism for that. I know, um, even though, even even if it was sometimes the correct thing to do, but as a central defender, I'm not sure you can really just let a player run almost directly towards the goal like that from from so far out. I do think it is worth noting though, because obviously. Yeardon was so high up the pitch late. I mean that that that's why he was he was pulled. Obviously, we were pushing for we were pushing for a goal. It was two 0 down. It was a classic counter attack, really. Or it would, um, so you know, Moore had a tough job right from the start because I mean he's looking at he's looking at Thomas running running from him from the left where you know Yeardon usually would be. You know, he's in a position that he doesn't want to be in really there because he's having to now try and contain someone running at him from about 40 yards because he's got no left back there, you know, and it, it, it's not really, Yeardon was high up, obviously, like I said, because we're, we're pushing. Um, 
but Moore is in a very tough position there. Right? Like he needs to, he needs to do better when he puts the tackle in. That's granted, but I mean it, it was, you know, if 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 you watch the highlights, you'll see there is about twenty thirty yards of space that he's got for and, until he almost gets to you know thirty. 20 yards out you know the edge of the box when when more finally comes comes to him yeah i I think that's a really interesting point actually because something i was going to say as well um it feels like even from the preseason games our left back has been incredibly high and we've been leaving that space open a lot and i'm surprised that we haven't found a way to fix that yet um i mean in in fairness tdb again is terrible on this goal he almost gives the ball away passing it to Swift and then passes it straight to Huddersfield um and he's also the left CDM I think at that point and and just he's he's then higher than he should be and yeah as you say leaves that massive open space um but it it's another that feels like a combination of individual mistakes and and Pauno getting it tactically wrong um what I would say in Liam Moore's defense is that John Swift also does not put a tackle in um after he gets by Liam Moore um I just obviously John Swift has done a lot of good things this season maybe tackling isn't one of them um I mean we'll move on to the final goal um Alex just please tell me what Michael Morrison is thinking of because I don't know oh I didn't actually realize Michael Morrison was there for the last goal well, he wasn't. That he was turned, the problem. He turned up about four minutes later. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was good of him to join the party, you know, after the goal had actually gone in. Um, I, yeah, Holmes is beaten on the left by Thomas again, I think. Yeah, Thomas. No, no, um, no, it wasn't It wasn't Thomas. It was... Was it uh, Caroma? Caroma. Uh, it was Caroma. Caroma. Um, yeah, he's beaten easily on the left again. Holmes gets about a two or three yard head start and Karoma just knocks it past him and he's gone. Um, and you could, as soon as Karoma goes past him, just, just inside the Reading half, he's pretty much given the freedom of, of the Reading, Reading end to, to kind of advance towards the goal. And once he's in the penalty area, it's a simple knock across to, um, to Ward, Ward to knock it in. Um, there's there's really very very little defensive challenge there for for Karoma. He, he's not really put under much pressure at all. Liam Moore tries to get in a block once Ward's got the ball. Doesn't you know? It, it's too late by that point though. Um, Raphael's tried. I think Raphael tries to come out to to claim the ball from Karoma. Doesn't manage it. Karoma cuts it back and Ward's got a tap in. Um, and then Michael Morrison arrived. As, as yeah, I mean, the, uh, Michael Morrison was. I really, that... I don't honestly, I don't know where Michael Morrison is for that for that goal at all. Well, so He's... he pushes out right into where our defensive midfielders should be to close yes. down Ward. So he's the one that's meant to be focusing on Ward, but he just he never gets back in. And Liam Moore, to be fair to him, um, on this goal is try to track someone else, and he tracks him across. And it, I mean, in my mind, it's a hundred percent Morrison's fault. Well mixed in with Holmes not managing to make a tackle. Um, Matt, do you see it in a different way? Um, no, and to be fair, when you look back at it, um, I actually have some sympathy for Moore there because I think 
what what can what can he do there? He's got he's got a defensive line with just him and Yeardom left. Yeardom behind him. He's covering at left centre back. He's now got to pull almost across into right back to try and do something because Morrison is lost in action. Like and he's put in an impossible position there. Like I mean, Moore can't really like like I say he, he'll probably get a lot of stick. But I mean, you look at that goal. And what Morrison is doing, God only knows. I mean, Holmes, he, like, he is so lost for pace on the outside there. It, it, it was like, I mean, to be, we, we saw it at the time. I remember saying to Alex at the time, it, it, he's, he's, he's beating for pace here. And then lo and behold, he cuts around him almost Gareth Bale-esque off the pitch, you know, and rounds him. Uh, like, I mean, like, and I think Holmes, he tries to bring him down there is the right thing to do. But I mean, he has to bring him down. He can't like, because he's, he's looking over at two defenders against two Huddersfield players, two Huddersfield players. And one of them's being pulled out is more leaving one on two, you know, it, 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 with Yedon having to cover two Huddersfield attackers. It's, it's an impossible position. But I mean, if you have, at least if you had Morrison there and back, uh, it might have, like averted something it might have given a little bit more support but it's just it's just another comical goal really to concede you look at it and you just think there's like 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 say where is everyone where are the defensive midfielders where 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 is morrison it's just and i think morrison actually had a very 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 poor game yesterday i like i think not many people are going to pick up on it because i think a lot of people still respect him a lot from last year but he's had a very poor season so far as well. We were talking about it on the way home. He looks like he's lost a, more than a yard of pace. Yeah, he, he he looks like somebody who's in the latter stages of his career, which to be fair, is he 32, 33? He is. But I mean, the step down from last year seemingly has been massive from, from Morrison. And maybe that's why he doesn't make the ground up to get back for the goal. But I mean, he had a really, really poor game on the whole yesterday, Morrison. One thing that I would say, and I know I've just put the blame 100% on Michael Morrison, so maybe I'm backtracking slightly, is that um, Josh Lauren, and and it sort of reminds me of Liam Moore against Wigan last year, um, Josh Lauren is is jogging back to get in and and really, like I know we're 3-0 down, I know that we're not going to win the game, but he he's not putting in that effort to get back and I, I don't know, Alex, am I being harsh? No, I don't think so. I, I, I think, you know, it, I get that we're 3-0 down and I get you've just conceded a goal two minutes prior, but, you know, don't... It, it's, it's, it's the same thing we all said about Liam Moore two years ago. Or, yeah, two years ago. Fans still want to see you putting in the effort to at least attempt to try and stop a, a goal. Um, if you're not going to do that, then... If you're still if you're losing four 0 and you're putting the effort in and you you're giving a performance, then fans are going to at least accept it. If you're putting if you're putting four 0 performances in and jogging back to try and stop what is a certain goal, people aren't going to accept it. It's, you know, it, it, it isn't really good enough in that sense um, to to be you know twenty yards behind the play and not at least attempting to, to get involved with it by that point. Um, one thing we didn't mention there is that that goal came 90 seconds after the third goal. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't late on that goal. It was, it was very quick from two nil to four nil. Mm. And like, I think 
it's it's an interesting point around Laurent because like I think we, again we were talking about it yesterday on the way on the way home. Like I mean I think no one's really given him much criticism this year, but he is another one that has had a massive step down from last year. I mean he like again I don't know if it's the way that we're setting up differently and he's being pulled out of position more because he's having to cover the fullbacks so much more, but. He, he's not even close to the player that he was he was last year. I mean, like I think did, did some people kind of overhype him last year? Some people might have might, might might have maybe, but like I mean, Laurent has been pretty poor really for the again another one that's been pretty poor for the whole season. I mean, to be fair, we could probably make a case for a lot of them being poor so far this season. But again, you know, you look at two of the best players from last year, Morrison and Laurent. And they're just they're they're nowhere near the levels they were last year. Um, so I, like, you can, I guess you can draw your own conclusions. But like, I think uh, he, he's probably one that's probably escaped a lot of criticism this year when he probably could have headed some of them. And fourth goal yesterday being being prime example. Yeah, I think the fourth goal for me kind of sums up all the problems that we have in in the club. You know, in total, um, I guess. See, I don't know if if the international break is a silver lining or not. Um, Obviously, with the signings coming in, um, I imagine we'll be putting out a different team next time we see Reading. Um, Alex, will we have a different manager? Do do you think that Pauno can turn this around? I don't think we'll have a different manager. Whether he can turn it around is a different question. I don't honestly know is the answer. Um, It's you know, it's not a five-game stretch of us being poor now. I know that Pauno said yesterday on uh, in his interview after the game that it's not relevant to to look back to last season um, and and look at the first or look at the last fifteen games from last season when we were also very poor um, and struggled to struggle to defend then as well. And I think I saw a stat yesterday which said we've, we've conceded two uh, two at least two goals in seven of the last eight games now. That feels like a statistic that's pretty damning against the manager. Um, I think he's going to get given a little bit more time still, if only because we've brought players in. Now, you almost you don't have to give him that chance, I guess. But it feels like the chance needs to be given to him just to see if anything changes once you're given players who are of a, of a slightly higher quality in those positions where we've, we've been lacking. Um, I, I think he's probably on the edge, though. I, I would suggest if we go into the next international break in October and and we, we're still languishing in 21st, 22nd, 23rd, I would say he's going to be on very, very thin ice by that point. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's sacked during the next international break, if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, Matt, same same question, really. Like, is there a can can you see a way out of this? Um, right now, I think it's very hard to see a way out of it. I mean, I I think as as Alex said, it's it's a very it, it, it's not a new problem that we've got, and defensively, we were very poor towards the end of last season. The stat that Alex brought up, they're conceding to goals in seven of the last eight that's a shocking statistic and the fact that we've conceded 13 in five league games 16 
in six in all competitions. Yes, that cut games a little bit, obviously, um, out there, obviously, because we had, we had, you know, 17, 18-year-olds out there. But that is, whatever way you try and paint it, 13 in five is shocking, you know, in any part of the season, let alone the start of a season, which, I mean, to be fair, we looked at the start of the season and we thought it's a pretty easy start to the season it's not the hardest you'll ever see you know we haven't come up up against a Fulham we haven't come up against a West Brom um at all but you know to be fair like a lot a lot of the teams we have played have actually ended up in the top half like I think the lowest team we've actually played uh was it I think is it uh, oh no it'd be um Preston wouldn't it but I mean a lot a lot of them have actually ended up near the top or around the playoffs. But I mean, we come back from the international break and we've got QPR straight out the blocks. I mean, <laughs> like that, the way QPR are playing and the way we're defending, you look at that and that could be another three, four nil, you know, because they're, they're scoring for fun at the moment. We can't bloody keep, keep a clean sheet to save our lives, you know, and it's, it's really hard to see a way out of this, you know, hopefully Pauno can maybe look back to the start of last year and see what he was doing so well then, but that could well have been because nobody knew him. Nobody knew what to expect. And, but I mean, something was clicking then. If there's something that gives me hope that he might be able to pull this around, it's last season or the first part of last season, because he was able to do something then that, but but the further the further we get from that, the less relevant it becomes. Well, exactly, exactly. Like, but it's it's. Do I think he'll be sacked? No, because yes, I'm quite annoyed at him and how he's set up and how he's actually setting up the team this season. But I mean, if you sack him now, you're not signing any players over the next few days because no one's going to join a team which doesn't have a manager. You know, it, it just won't happen. Um, but it's probably going to be very much like a Gomez situation when Gomez was in charge, you know, where it will get towards the second international break. And if he's still there, it, it, he's going to be gone, I think, you know, because I, we know what the owners are like. They never hang about with pulling the trigger. Um, it's just the way they are, how they've run the club. Is it probably the best way? Maybe not. But but yeah, it, it's it's hard to it's hard to see see a way out of it. And to be fair, our, our games after the international break, I think we play Fulham as well. Borough, you know, the tough games are starting to come, you know, now or the preconceived tough games are starting to come. So, on, on the subject of of Paunovic's position, uh, Matt, uh, if we were to get rid of Paunovic at some point in the next six weeks, let's say. Would anybody actually trust the club to end up making the right decision in terms of the next manager choice anyway? Well, that entirely depends on whether Brian Tevreden comes in. But uh, <laughs> let, let's not get into that. We don't have time to talk about that. Um, one thing that I would say is that um, I think that teams are high up in the table and that we've played because, because we've been giving us. them so many points. That's true. Like Those those teams wouldn't be that high if they'd lost to us. It's very so, true. Know, like. And and that's easier to say early on in the season, obviously. Like after twenty games, I think it becomes more solidified and when everyone's mm. played everyone. Um, I guess the one thing that might be like that I grasp hold of for hope is that we have been in most games. Like this was the first game where we were really blown away, and Alex has given me a face, but it is the first league game we've lost by more than one goal. It is. I think that we have been dominated by most teams, well, it's certainly Coventry, 
dominated. Yeah, but that's one out of Bristol. I think, I think Bristol did as well. Bristol, um, I, I mean, know. the Bristol game was a little bit of anomaly because we were two down in 10 minutes. Yeah, so, yeah, um, I think it's hard. Like, I think that the Preston I mean, result is is more that Preston are bad than we're good. There's definitely yes. that. But, I mean, I, I guess yeah. perhaps you're right, but then we're talking about four, five games, right? So, yeah, and we've lost, we've lost four of them. So it doesn't, I mean, it's, it's a positive to cling on to maybe, but well, it, I think it's the thing a very is you, slim positive. You have to then turn those slim defeats into points in some way, draws or wins. Yeah. You definitely don't want to go the other way and start losing four nil. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. I mean, the team, as I say, could look completely different by QPR. So maybe, maybe that'll be good. Maybe Danny Drinkwater will be the answer to all of life's problems, or uh, you know, whoever whoever turns Having up. Having a left back blue. actually playing left back might do something, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're hoping we'll, at this stage. <laughs> we've sort of discussed this already, but I do somewhat feel like our left back is set up to fail a little bit, but. I, I mean, yeah, having someone with a left foot playing there is probably a start. Um, we've taken 40 minutes and I doubt anyone really wants to listen to 40 minutes after a 4-0 loss. So maybe we should wrap this up. Um, Alex, do you have any final words? Thank goodness we've got two weeks off from watching Reading now. Well, actually, quick one. The women's team are actually in action on Friday um, and you should watch that because it's on Sky against uh, Manchester United. They kick off the WSL league season. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to do anything for it, but um, I'll have a party on my Twitter, if, if nothing else. Uh, Matt, um, any any other final comments? Let's hope the women's team can restore a bit of pride to Reading. Like, let's hope they can get a win. Because well, they... Sorry, go on. Yeah. <laughs> Because I mean, like, ah, uh, yeah, like Alex says, thank God we got two two weeks off from watching, what what watching, the same crap that we have for the last few weeks. Let's be honest, because it's just been dismal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one one good thing for the women's team, they were the only team to take points um, or take a win from Manchester United away, which is where they start. So, um, hopefully, we'll be talking about a win next time we're back, even if it's not for the men's team. Um, <laughs> thanks very much, Alex. Thanks, Matt. Um, I'm sorry that you had to travel all that way to see it, but um, it's good that somebody did. Um, I noticed that none, you, you two didn't buy any donuts for anyone, but that's that's another story again. Alex, you look confused. Have you seen Twitter? No, I haven't seen this. Okay, well, just uh, someone bought donuts for all the travelling fans. Apparently, not you two, but no. well, we, <laughs> I, think it, we, we, I think it was the coaches. Gone, so, oh, full credit then. Yeah, well absolutely. I think he, uh, there is still a offer out for that guy. If you want to DM um, EPR, then you, there's a free mug waiting for you. Um, that's a positive to end on, right? And I think, actually, what I remember, um, if you DM EPR, if you're not the donut guy, you'll be entered into a draw to win a free mug. Ah, oh, mugs for everyone. Um, or you could buy them and support the podcast. Um, but I, we still sell them, right? I think we still sell them. Um, this is normally Paul's bit, and I'm just gonna just gonna fade us out now. Uh, thanks, guys, and see you after the international break. <laughs>